Hello friends and welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. This is episode number 140. Wanted to wake you up there for a second. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi pod. I hope you guys have been great last week. Sorry, again, I had to miss a pod because too many recordings and post-production now that we're working on some videos to edit um, and also some volunteer work that I wanted to really put focus on. Today we will be talking about surrender and how important it is to do so when you cannot control the things around you. There is so much going on in the world and there always has been. I believe it was my great-grandfather who passed away in World War One, and he indeed did die in service and I think about him quite a bit especially these days with the state of the world there are so many things after the passing of a loved one during the war that can trickle down to the rest of the family and I think it's really important that you take stock on your heritage and how your ancestors may have felt years ago during different times of war in different places in the world So while we're sitting here a bit worried or anxious or maybe depressed or even lonely, maybe you're stuck. I wanted to read to you a few things that have really helped me over the past few months to learn and to grow. You know, so much of my public facing career is certainly out there, but that's not really who I am. So I'm so happy for the last six years that we've been able to get to know each other really, really well on the Wabi Sabi pod It is like my safe space where I can still talk to each of you every week and we can still connect together. And while my cat Shohei is sitting on my note cards right now as I'm recording, (laughs) show, (laughs) he's really silent and he does not meow on cue like Cece did. (laughs) But I remember if you guys can listen back to old episodes, you can hear my cat. It's really, really cute and really funny. But he is here. He's just in spirit. Show. Anyways, it's funny that he's sitting on my cards because one of the anecdotes to depression, anxiety, and loneliness and surrender that I wanted to talk about was actually pets. And I know as a wellness writer and journalist for the past 10 plus years, Um, My focus has really been on food and beauty and lifestyle, travel, and culture. But I do think I will be adding pets to the queue of importance. They have been in all of my books. I've always talked about my beloved love for animal rescue, cats and dogs, and all pets alike. I know people that love birds and people that love bunnies. And I think it's important to keep an open mind during these times And sometimes surrender to the beauty of an animal because they do not pay attention to external factors. They do not get depressed that we know of, but they are certainly really good at just living in the moment. And they're one of the best gifts that you could possibly have. If I scream at any time during this pod, it means that he has bitten my toes, which is he he's rubbing on right now. Um, (laughs) Cats are so funny by the way but life's greatest companions certainly have four legs and we learn we need to learn to take better care of our cats and dogs we need to learn more about pet wellness there is much research to still be done 
But one thing is for sure is that you will get a serotonin boost just from petting cats and dogs. Your endorphin levels will go up. A lot of people like to go and just visit cats or dogs, say at the shelter or a pet event or the cat cafe. And I think it's really important if you've been teetering on adoption to do it now for the holiday. It's a really good time to bring a four-legged friend into your home. But back to the topic of today's pod. Surrender was brought up to me mostly because I think I do speak a lot about parallels with war. And I honestly couldn't explain it to you other than my heritage is directly tied to the Poles and the Japanese, two groups that were absolutely obliterated and annihilated in World War II. And my father is like a, his greatest hobby is basically history. And while he's one of the most highly intelligent people I've ever met in my life, history is something that was talked about at our dinner table and still is to this day. And so for some reason, this imprint on my brain is brought to me through history in telling stories. And I often find that some of the darkest corners in light can bring us the most light in our lives. So if you can look at it as something where, you know, sure, I'll watch uh, Bravo or 90 Day Fiance or, you know, go out with the girls and have Japanese whiskey and mezcal. But I also really enjoyed the trajectory of learning about history and culture in a way that we can storytell so that you don't feel so horrible about the things that are going on in your life and your mind. And, oh, Lord, do I know what it is like to have anxiety. I think that the time that we spend um, on our phones has really upped the ante on anxiety. And so for this, I often do read history books and want to learn more about my own family's lineage. And that will also bring me to another anecdote that can really help you if you're struggling right now, especially with finding out who you are or a little bit more on meaning in life or maybe even a reconnection to what is happening now and why you're so affected by it. If you have empathy and compassion in your heart, and I know you do, you may be feeling extra heavy right now at this time where we are learning so much about war in different parts of the world. Now, it is happening not just in the Middle East, but also in Africa <clears throat> and in Europe. And my ancestors personally fled bombing from the Americans and also um, died in service. And I think that might be another part of the fascination. So when you dig really deep, you can find these correlations. Another might be that your family was also traumatized in one way or another whether you are Palestinian or Jewish, Israeli, you may be feeling heavy, heavy shit right now, and rightfully so. So the best thing for you to do is to be really gentle on yourself at this time and don't take anything too serious. And remember at the end of the day, this is just a podcast. It's just a job where you're you know, doing office work. It's just, I always say this to my friend Cynthia, it's just a cake. 
because she owns a, a bakery out in the Hamptons. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> your work should not be stressful. And when you're thinking about the conflict that has been going on between these two parties, the best thing you can do is pray for peace. Pray for peace and also find kindness in your heart and be kind to others and let that kindness trickle off to other people because kindness is like the most powerful form of recognition of somebody's soul. You can see through others when you recognize them and you see them through kindness Kindness can help to prevent so much hatred in this world. So if you have hatred in your heart, it is also important to try to work around the hatred and understand yourself and why you may be feeling jealous or hatred or anger towards someone and work through it. Do the work to work through it and then you can move on with your life with no hatred in your heart. Try to get the biases out of your heart. It's okay if you've been there and maybe you were taught not to like a certain group of people or maybe it was just Hollywood that showed you that certain groups of people were bad and others were good. Not always true. In fact, historically, we've done a really bad job at painting people in a bad light that are not bad. So we can get into this later, but I do think it's important for one to recognize to pray for everyone's peace and to end suffering for everyone. And like I'd said before, Doctors Without Borders is a great organization for you to donate to. The Red Cross, locally even the Salvation Army, you can find a cause that can help to reach those who really need the help in the hospitals for food, water, and medical care, shelter, warmth, even if it's just somebody helping them out in need right now, I hope that the suffering can end and we can alleviate the hate in our hearts and we can learn to be kind to one another and love so deeply that we do not see so much hatred towards others, but rather we see another individual and we love them through compassion and recognition of their soul. Because everyone, they too are people who have suffered. I would never take sides on anything like this. And in fact, when I look back at my American family fighting with the Japanese side of the family and when the war was going on, boy, everybody was suffering at that time. So maybe these old wounds are opened back up from our ancestors and we are hurting because... They have gone through far worse than we have. But I do pray for peace and for all to find more love in their hearts. There's Shohei purring. You're such a sweetie. Oh, he's such a sweet boy. Sorry, he's been sitting with me the whole time while I've been recording, and he did bite my hand. <laughs> don't, please don't bite me again. Sometimes he does, we call it the screw loose. And he does like loving, 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 purring, purring, rubbing, and then a bite. I don't know if you guys have that too, but it's hilarious. 
so again, sometimes figuring out how to love others in a time of pain can really, ow, ow, can really help. Sorry. (laughs) Dude, you are not going to do this during a pod. Go away. All right. The second thing I wanted to say was sometimes writing to somebody, whether it's a thank you card or a letter or just like an I'm thinking of you to a friend can make all the difference in the world. I often like to connect with other girlfriends where I have a lot in common with them. It could be a new friend or an old friend, but I love getting deep and asking them, how are you? What is going on? Whether it's in the form of a letter or now an email or a text, it's important to ask people how they're doing. So if you've got a friend that only talks about their self and they don't ask you how you're doing and they don't really support your work and they're not interested in hearing about your life, you may want to question the people that you hang out with. You may want to say to yourself, I'm not really interested in being close to somebody who doesn't care about what's going on in my life. So make sure to ask others how they're doing genuinely and also stick around with friends who ask you how you're doing and how they could go out of their way to actually make sure that you're doing really well and they want to have deep conversations with you and they want to connect with you and they want to learn and grow and feel supported by you. Make sure that you're doing all that you can to be a good friend and also to be a really good friend to yourself. If you have a moment, it's really nice to write holiday cards for friends. So with this time of loneliness, especially if somebody is single and they're not dating anybody and they don't have any blase like fabulous amazing holiday plans you might want to just write to them and check in on them you might want to invite that person to your thanksgiving or your holiday table maybe it's a holiday party invite somebody who might be lonely who doesn't have a partner to something because it's important for them to feel the warm embrace of your love, especially during this holiday season. I think we felt a lot deeper rooted pain through this year than previous years. Not as bad as 2020, thank God. But that was a year also where we were brought together by the darkness. And sometimes we really need to see the juxtaposition between the two dark and light in order to feel gratitude for what we have already. We don't need to constantly be in our heads. We don't need to be overthinking. We just need to simplify. So who do you want to see around you during the holidays? Make a little tiny list, write cards to a few friends, and invite somebody who might be lonely. And if you are that person and you are feeling lonely, the best thing to do this holiday is make sure you get a furry friend. If you don't have a cat or a dog, I would adopt right now. If you're not ready to adopt, then foster. You can sign up right away at Best Friends Animal Society or the in, in New York, you can do the NYCACC and also Little Wanders NYC. There are more local groups around you. You just have to look up animal local animal shelter and please foster. They will immediately... It will help to alleviate your loneliness. And I'm telling you, 
there's so many more benefits of pet wellness than we can actually recognize at this time. It is a hobby of mine to work in animal rescue. So if you also want to volunteer at an animal rescue, at an animal shelter, or maybe you just want to meet some new people, I highly recommend signing up for a new volunteer group. You could meet somebody special there. I also think it's cool if in New York, for instance, they have a bunch of pickleball clubs where you can join, or you can join a softball club or a soccer club, and you can meet a ton of people playing sports in the city. So don't be afraid to go out and do something new if you're lonely. Lastly, if you're lonely, it is important for you to exercise your going out muscle. I hate to say this, but I want to encourage you to get dressed up and to go out at least once a week if you can. It's important if you live lonely and solo and you really do want to meet someone and maybe you're not necessarily stoked on the apps because dating apps are grueling. I mean, I, I did not meet my partner on an app. Thank God I got very lucky. Um, we met through actually through work, which is another, you know, not the same workplace, but, um, there, it was like a, Never mind. I'm not even going to get into it on the spot. <laughs> but what I was saying was we didn't directly work together. So um, it was indirect, which is great. But, you know, you could also just connect with somebody at your workspace if it's not a conflict of interest. And if it is, fuck it. Go for it and have one of you leave and go do some other job. I know it sounds a lot easier than it actually is. But you'll find in this one life, sometimes good people only come once and you might want to jump on the opportunity while you still have it. But I do recommend going out, even if it's happy hour and you don't drink, you can still go out and get seed lip or a seltzer with lime and ginger. You could also just ask a friend to go to a brunch, you know, over say the weekend, it is important to exercise your going out muscle and to invite friends who are single out. Keep an eye on them. Keep tabs on them. Life is really interesting when you're single, but it's also really enclosed in a bubble when you're in a relationship. And my mother always says, once you have a family, forget it. You're going to be so imbued in your own world So I applaud the friends that go out of their way to ask me to hang or catch up or call me, especially if they do have a family, because I know how much energy and time and love that takes. But remind a friend today that you love them, especially if they're single. Pick up a set of cards and write. It is so nice to get a handwritten holiday card these days because every asshole out there does the cheapo printout. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not... (laughs) I do it too. But sometimes you can just like put your signature or like write a little love note or like a PS at the bottom. And then the other thing you can really do to focus on you for the holiday season is to say to yourself, what's going to make you feel good? Is it going to be handwriting cards or is it going to be putting together a really nice gift for somebody who would love it? Like maybe you actually really like your boss or maybe you want to send your mother-in-law something fabulous or maybe it's 
the Hawkeye at work. Why not go for it? I want you guys to all be encouraged this year to do something handwritten also. So I'm not dogging. I think the printouts are great. You know, I do it too. But I also really think it's important to write a little love note where you can. I'm going to read a card from Dady, who is Auntie Dady, so that you guys can relate to what is going on when it comes to surrender in your life. This came my way at a very good time about two weeks ago, and I thought I should share it with you. I mentioned it in pod 139, but here's the full card. And indeed, it is handwritten. It's got a flower on the front of it. Dearest Candace, I loved being with you and getting to know you better. We were so enamored with you. The kids were, and that was because um, we did berry picking and fig picking, and then we did like lots of baking together. Um, they were entranced by you and proud to be working with you. Last night, our family showed them some of your YouTube videos and they were so impressed, which is very cute, by the way. I'm humbled. Though I know you're going through a difficult period right now, I have faith that you'll get through and may even be surprised. I learned many years ago that my will and my mind didn't necessarily know what was best for me. And a deeper part of me took over when I surrendered and I opened up to what my heart was really trying to say. Though it was a hugely painful process, I've learned by and by to let my deeper intuitive wisdom guide me, realizing that I became depressed every time I ignored my intuition. It's taken me places far richer than I ever have would have imagined, and I never would have reached them by planning with my mind alone. I sense that you have a strong inner core that will guide you. Much love, Dady. P.S. If you ever feel the need to listen or just talk about what you're feeling, let me know. I'm here. You are a multifaceted person, which makes everything a bit more difficult and complicated. I know. So don't hesitate to reach out. Excuse the handwriting. I'm in a car on a bumpy road. (laughs) That part made me laugh. But I hope Aunt Dady doesn't mind that I read that out loud. But it was so touching and what I needed to hear. Your intuition will guide you along the way and do things from the heart, not necessarily from the mind. And let go and start doing the things that your intuition says that would bring you like fulfillment and joy. And don't be afraid of what other people think of you. As Dr. Michael Jarvais says in his new book, The First Rule of Mastery is... Stop caring what other people think of you. That is a practice that we all should learn to let go of in surrender for this holiday season. So before we move on, I'd like to let you know there are just a couple more things in order to be really brave during your time of surrender. There are parts of me that I don't want to share because I'm too scared of what other people might think. Vulnerability is 
a very tough place to be when you are presenting as a journalist, a contributor, a writer, or an author in front of the camera. And you have to be a strong woman. But over the past few weeks, after spending time with Japanese American friends and colleagues, and, you know, these are people from all over the world, from Mexico, from Spain, Europe, Black, Latino, Asian, it didn't matter. Everybody was in the room. So I don't just mean Japanese or American people. But when we were at the Japan Society in Houston, I did give a speech that I wanted you all to see. It is on my Instagram. I'm wearing a cute little black like tuxedo dress and I'm talking into a mic and I just posted it and it had the most beautiful reaction. But I was so scared to post that video. I don't know why. I think I've had almost like I've told you guys debilitating anxiety around posting sometimes because of the fear of what other people might think. I was also really scared to tell you guys about how I got horribly made fun of as a kid for my name, the way that I looked, how I ate, what my culture and heritage were. And my God, it was so horrific. And I I really don't agree with people who try to say that when we talk about what happened to us as children publicly, there are some very rude people that will write comments that say things that are not true. They will say, oh, well, these people are just using that, um, you know, they're like weaponizing their past and they need to get over it. And you know what? I don't agree with that. I think everybody in due time can move on and pass through their demons and their childhood traumas and their PTSD or whatever they need to work through in their own time. How can you possibly tell somebody that your trauma or somebody else's trauma is worse or better or how can you measure the amount of pain and suffering that an individual once felt or still does feel when they are triggered? You absolutely cannot and should not. It is not in our right mind to judge others and to tell the world what you righteously think is pain that should be accepted by others versus pain that should not be accepted. We should learn to have a whole heart, which means to be open to the idea that we are all human. We should have compassion and empathy for all. We should always say, God bless her, after we try to say something shitty about someone. And we should try to be better when we can. But by, by all graces, does that not mean, it does not mean that we are perfect. We are imperfect people and we will always be. But every time I get up on the stage or every time that I'm getting ready to shoot a show or cook with some celebrity or interview a celebrity, I have put together hours upon hours of practice. I read through my notes more than anybody that I know. And I really, truly hone in on my practice because of my mother. And you will see in that video, there is fear and vulnerability. There are things that I shared that I did not want to in that video but then the reaction was so strong. And I use this for an example to share with you because I want you to stop being so afraid of sharing your truth with the world. Because one day you're going to look back and say, I can't believe I rolled with a bunch of wannabe famous people for so long. And I use that as an instance in my life because there are a lot of people that are like that in the world of media. I will only choose two. And I have 
a really great treat coming out for you guys later this week where we will interview better real deal A-listers who have a lot going on in their lives. But I just don't want to vibrate on a low vibration anymore. It's hard because I want to be kind to everybody, but I also really have a difficult time playing at a lower vibration than I want to be in. So I'm going to try to be a better person. It doesn't mean that we're perfect. It doesn't mean that bad times aren't going to come. It doesn't mean you're not going to have, or you're, you're going to have bad days. I mean, that is just part of life. But it, you can absolutely choose to be a better person every day when you wake up in the morning You can choose to have integrity and grace and also, you know, ask God or whoever you pray to for miracles and blessings and say a prayer for others and yourself too. Don't forget yourself in that mix. But what I really was getting at was it is so important for you not to judge others when they talk about their pain and their suffering and their vulnerability. It is wrong to do so. And I am not judging here, but I will tell you from personal experience that people are afraid to speak out with vulnerability because of those types of evil comments that some people write. So shame on you if you're writing shitty things about other people on the web. And I'm going to be the biggest cheerleader for all my fucking badass girls that are A-listers and beyond. The ones that ride next to me side by side And the ones that are way beyond me. I mean, I look up to so many incredible women in this world because they have paved the way already. And speaking of Aunt Dady was, as I mentioned on podcast 139, um, one of the first investors in Alice Waters restaurant, Chez Penny, back in the day, total pioneer. I'm going to leave you with just one more rule of advice. During the holidays, if your anxiety is peaked or your loneliness is at an all-time high and you're feeling all the feels. Or maybe it's the news that's just bringing you down in the state of the world. I will tell you, if you find a place of peace in your heart and mind and you work on meditation and breathing and you keep the pinnacle of wellness, I mean true wellness, that's sleep, eating delicious foods that you cooked at home, It's pet wellness, it's also exercise, and it's being a good person and not caring so much about external things. If you can do these things and keep your head up and know the sun will come out tomorrow and the birds will have enough food to eat, if you continue to be the light in this world and be a positive person, I promise you things do get better of course depression is going to come. Of course anxiety will come. But my God, you can be the champion and you can be the heroine of your own life and choose to be when you really try to be a positive, loving, and kind person. The butterfly effect is a real thing. And I do talk about it often in my book, Spirited. So if you need next level wellness shit, I already wrote it for you in Kintsugi Wellness and spirited. And I highly recommend picking these books up as they were my own anecdotes to my own fear of vulnerability, sadness, and depression. 
And through writing both of those books, I want you to know that I was single when I wrote my last three books. I am not single anymore. Being single and being in a relationship both have their pros and cons. The notion that somebody is better because they're in a relationship is not true. You need to open the mind up to all all different facets of life and know that only you can unlock the keys to your own happiness. As cheesy as it sounds, it's so true. So remember, remind yourself if you want next level shit, put your head down and do the inner work. It's not the fake wellness shit that you see out there, I promise. It's in my books already, so you got to read them. Or just watch the speech that I gave on Instagram. I wouldn't put it on YouTube, but the last time I did a YouTube interview with somebody, I was like, I, I was mortified. And I was like, I, I don't want to be on YouTube right now for a while. I'll explain it on another day. Um, see, everything is wabi-sabi. It's perfectly imperfect. So don't be sad if you are alone. It is a blessing to have freedom when you are single. You can travel the world. You can meet a million new people. You can sleep in a bed all on your own like a starfish. And you can absolutely do whatever the fuck you want whenever you want. So it's a blessing. I mean, live it up. You got the keys to like the world. I loved being single. And I also really love being in a relationship. They're completely different dynamics, obviously. But just saying that you and I should find a time to really do the self-work and reflection on your life and where you're at. And look at who you were when you were single and look at who you were or are when you're in a relationship. And do they align? Are they matched up? Maybe do a little bit of reflection on your life. So we've reviewed a lot of things from ancestry and war to maybe doing more inner work to getting a pet to writing cards to spending time thinking about your single friends or if you are the single friend things that you can do. It is really important to make sure that you take care of yourself first this holiday. So maybe don't drink as much as you normally do. Try a three drink max, maybe two. And also make sure to prioritize sleep during the holiday season. I know that you guys are going to want a pod on staying healthy and svelte during the holiday. And I surprise myself even at almost 42 on how I've been able to stay fit. So I'll I'll save that for another pod, but just thinking I would like to share with you the ways that I've stayed fit and healthy over the last I'd say roughly three years in tracking fitness and wellness in my 40s now it's actually quite simple but I'm excited to chat with you more on that we have upcomings coming up with athletic greens and I will post some new videos coming for you and new recipes and a surprise guest on the pod The pod will probably be out next week, but I will post a pod for you this week as a bonus, and it will have a special A-list guest. And I love her. She's a very special person, and I'm going to keep it a surprise because I want you guys to tune in. Thank you so much for your love and kindness and for being 
an awesome listener, please sign up for my newsletter and also comment away on that video where I gave the speech. Because if you don't cheer on the vulnerable, the compassionate, the empathy, the realness, the authenticity, if you don't cheer these individuals on, it's not just me, you know who they are. We will live in a really scary world of a bunch of fake crazy people that want to be famous. So please comment on the real deal people. (laughs) I have them on my pod a lot. And then I also am just going to try to think about how to share that with you. So many deep thoughts. Sometimes it's why I have to take a break off the pod, but please give this pod a five-star rating and subscribe so that you get the notification when next or this week's other bonus episode will come out. Um, That's it for now. I'm so grateful for the award from the Japan Society. And I'm trying to think about where to spend the next five, 10, 20 years of my life. And you should as well. I will see you on another episode of the Wabi Sabi pod later this week. Thanks for tuning in.